Oh, yeah, I can probably hear. <laughs> Y'all ready? Here we go. Nerf gun engaged. <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Hi, David. Hello, honey. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's this whole quarantine thing working out for you? This quarantine thing is very quarantine-y. Quarantine-y. <laughs> no, it's fine uh, for the most part. Uh, I don't know that a lot has changed around here other than the fact that people aren't going to school. Now, when I say around here, I mean the house. <laughs> Our house. Right. And you're not going to work. No, I'm not going into the office. Um, but I did work from home a couple of days a week anyway. So it's not too not too much has changed. I was actually shocked because I hadn't haven't really been out of the neighborhood in like a week. And so I kind of expected there to not be a lot of people out. But yesterday we had to make a little short trip. There's people everywhere. <laughs> Y'all, we had to go to the bank. And of course you can't go into the lobby now. You have to go through the drive through. They had three lanes open. They were slap packed full. They were handing out water to people in their cars that were waiting. Yeah. They had people directing traffic. They had people that their jobs were supposed to be wiping down the stuff between customers with Clorox wipes or something similar. But David and I noticed that apparently the attention span of some of these workers was not very good because they'd skip cars. You know, oh, crap, there's a car. Well, too late. They've already been there for three minutes. (laughs) And they were wiping down the buttons, but not the little cylinder thing that you put the stuff in. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was odd. Yeah, better than nothing. But yeah, still leaves a little bit to be desired. One thing I noticed with a local restaurant that we have is instead of having their normal menu, they've decided to have family packs. So that way they're only cooking, you know, two different things, or when I say two different things, I mean two different type meals. And they've also created where you can order online from their website, which they did not have before. Mm -hmm. And they are actually doing a lot to help the community because they're selling like hamburger meat and chicken and things like that because people can't find it in the stores. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things change permanently after this is over with. I think yeah. you have a lot more people that <laughs> you have a lot more preppers out there. You know, those people that stock up on food and keep it for long periods of time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the people that were, uh, I guess they call them doomsday preppers or just preppers, but you now they're Corona preppers. And now, and now people looking at them going, you know what? Maybe they weren't so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my thing is, is people must have some really big freezers because when I went to the grocery store trying to find hamburger meat the other day, I mean, there was none, none, like not even one pack. There wasn't any chicken. There wasn't any hamburger meat. I think I bought the last two things of pork chops they had. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really didn't think it was affecting me that much, all this going on, because like you said, we really aren't changing our routines that much. I was already working from home, just not taking Jackson to school back, but I have noticed I've been on edge lately. Mm, you notice that too? David. <laughs> so I think that I'm more stressed about it than I realized. 
Yeah. I, I think it's because your son's home all the time. <laughs> Truth be told. I think it's because I can't buy face wash from Walmart. <laughs> and I'm not standing in line at Walmart. You know, Walmart implemented the thing. There can only be so many people per thousand square feet of the building. And they're trying to get people to walk, you know, one direction through the store. And that way they don't have people crossing paths to talk to each other. And yeah, I saw that line on Facebook the other day. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I am not standing in that line, <laughs> which I don't like shopping anyway. And I don't like lines anyway, but you can't find everything on Amazon. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because you're been, you've been forced, I say you, probably meaning most people, you've been forced out of your routine and you can't go back to your routine. Yeah. And so people have been forced to do something, not something, well, not really something, almost everything different than they were before with no real definite end. Like, oh, this is only for two weeks or two months or whatever. We don't really know. Yeah, maybe that would be different is if, if I knew an end date, whether it's six weeks or six months. If you knew there was an end date, right? I think it would make you feel better. Yeah. So you have that happening. So people are like, okay, I'm doing something out of my routine, which is already uncomfortable. It was unplanned. It's not like this is a vacation. Uh, then I don't know when it's going to end. And I don't know what's on the other side of it. Like what's what's going to look like for me uh, when this is done? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to have to worry about finances? Am I going to have to worry about family? Am I going to have to worry about my health? I mean, not that life itself is not full of unknowns every single day, but I think when all these things happen at one time, it just sends you into an emotional and mental tailspin sometimes. And then you worry about people, like I worry about blended families. Mm-hmm. I worry about stepmoms or even stepdads, people in general that were already struggling. And then this happens. And then you worry about blended families splitting up because of it. Now is the worst time to make a life-changing decision. But now is also a time to be very intentional about getting yourself uh, in mental and emotional shape, I guess is the best way to put it, and, and in physical shape. I mean, we've seen... <laughs> <laughs> I say physical shape, not necessarily meaning everybody should walk around being buff, but I'm just saying that you have to take care of yourself. And for some people, you know, just the walk to the office and walking to lunch and all those types of things was, you know, it was a bit of, um, it was a bit of a physical exercise. It was the only exercise they got. Right. And so now you're stuck at home and if you're not careful, you will sit still in front of your desk for eight solid hours. And you're not getting out. You know, some people can't get out, but you know you don't have the fresh air. You don't have the walking around that you're normally doing. Some people are, you know, they they've been used to trudging up and down steps. Well, now they're not getting to do that. So there's just a lot, a lot you have to consider. And then on top of that, how how are you keeping yourself mentally in shape and emotionally in shape so that you don't let all this craziness get to you? You know me. I'm not really a um get out and go kind of person. I'm okay being at home. I always have been. But I do notice that when we had our little stepmom call the other day, I enjoyed talking to them. And I I mean, I always enjoy talking to them, but it was nice to have a little Zoom meeting and seeing everybody's little faces and just engaging with somebody other than you and Jackson and the dog. (laughs) 
Yeah. And the dog's the most talkative person in the house. Yes, she is. <laughs> and, you know, and I have a friend that I would always call her when I would drop Jackson off at school. Well, I'm not, not dropping Jackson off at school. So that kind of messed up that routine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking to her as much, which I don't know why I couldn't call her at nine o'clock versus 815. But anyway, because she's not working. She does hair. And I worry about her and the hair people because they can't work. And they surely don't want people coming to their houses to get their hair cut during this time. No. No, I think at some point, and I don't follow this very good, so you know, take it for what it's worth. But I think at some point, even if things aren't better, I think people just have to say, all right, we've done as much as we can do. We've got to get back to to life. To quote, quote, normal. Well, I don't know. that There will, there will be a normal. I don't think it will be the normal we had before. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. For sure. And I love you to pieces, but I'm not used to you being here all day, every day. I know. You're driving me crazy. I know. <laughs> it's messed up my routine. I don't know what day it is now. <laughs> I mean, I did not s- send out my Nacho Kids Academy email. Remember that? Yeah. That's something I've done every Thursday to have ready on Friday for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. How did I forget that? Because the world has changed, people. <laughs> yeah. And see, my drive to work, even though, you know, I did work from home a couple of days a week, but my drive to work and home was kind of my time to listen to podcasts and, you know, kind of thinking time, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't had that, you know, not that I can't go somewhere and listen to podcasts and have thinking time, but it's because your routine gets interrupted that you don't do the things that you used to do. Is anybody even listening to this podcast now? <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Hello. Hello. But uh, but some people are like, uh, man, I listen to the podcast even more now than I did before. Yeah, because they have more time. Right. But some people, their only time to do something like that was in the car. Yep. You know, because otherwise they're home, they're watching kids, the kids are homeschooling. You know, that's a whole nother stress. And I tell you what, if you don't love teachers more than you ever did in your life, <laughs> you got some good kids. Yeah. Because my kid is good, and he does well in school, and I don't really have to help him with this homework or anything like that, but goodness gracious, I could not imagine having to like really homeschool my kid. No, me neither. No. <laughs> now, one thing I found interesting was I went and looked at his power school grades. That's the app they use to list the kids' grades and attendance here and stuff. All of a sudden, it's not active. Hmm. It has been disabled by the school. Why is that? I don't know. They don't tell you anything. All they say is drop off your first packet on Thursday between such and such time and such and such time, and we'll give you another one. Well, why is the school district here not doing telelearning? Okay, that's because they don't have all the kids to where they have internet. It's not like every family has internet. They can't go to the library. But our local internet provider has offered free internet to those people for like six months. But. But what? Did you read that? No, I didn't read it. I'm sure there's a catch. There's a catch. Okay. There's a catch. What's that? You got to sign up for a year? Yes. <laughs> you have to sign up for longer. And How nice of them. Yeah, it's not free. But now, Jackson told me there were things that the kids could get at school called hotspots or something mm-hmm. to where they could use those. But I don't know how those work. I don't know if they would have to be, you know, um, if they have enough to give to all the kids or what. So... I don't know. It's just interesting. So I'm wondering, okay, how can they really hold these kids accountable 
for learning when nobody's teaching them anything. But why don't, I mean, okay, I get, I get that not every kid has the internet, but why not still have classes online, even if for those that can't attend? I don't know that I understand Some places that. are, but um, actually a lot of places near us are, but the town we are in is Podunk. <laughs> And if y'all don't know what podunk is, look it up. P-O-D-U-N-K. Podunk. We are in Podunk, Lancaster, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, I mean, really. I think um, the neighboring towns are doing it, a lot of them. They're doing the e-learning. Not here. Yeah. And your sister's daughter is going to college, and she found out that they can choose whether they want this semester graded or not or this quarter, whatever it is now. So if she's not doing well in one of those classes, she can choose to get an S for satisfactory, an S plus for extra satisfactory, I guess, and a U for unsatisfactory. And when they do that, it does not calculate that grade into their GPA. Okay. So if your niece was doing well in school before all this happened, and she had a really high GPA, and she's not doing good since they're homeschooling, basically, mm-hmm. then she can choose to be graded on that other scale and it will not lower her GPA for this quarter or semester or whatever. Well, I'm waiting on everybody just to say, give out free diplomas to everybody. And, um, you know, everybody's got to be in counseling now, you know, and they're going to have this some kind of thing that comes up where everybody that was alive in 2020 has to get some kind of reparations from somebody. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think they're, we, the only thing we've been asked to do is stay home. And people can't do it. Previous generations, some of them were asked to go to war. I know you've seen some of that floating around on the internet. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a choice. But I, I bet you that, that in today's time, they're going to come up with some, some disorder. Okay. They're going to come up with some disorder over this. Like it's going to oh, be the COVID yeah, disorder yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Coronavirus quarantine disorder. Mm-hmm. So what? CV. Oh Lord, David. CVD. Don't. Coronavirus <laughs> disorder. <laughs> so you're going to be able to claim CVD <laughs> and you'll get like something. I don't know. Free passes to Walt Disney. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> you'll get some kind of, um, disability money for it. I don't know. But I'm just saying, it's just... Well, but I mean, I know you're making fun of it, but it could be real, David. I mean, a lot of people, they don't have a hilarious husband here to make them laugh. (laughs) They don't even have cable TV to watch. They're sitting home all day listening to their own mind, giving them scary thoughts and doomsday feelings. And it's sad. It makes me sad. That's what's wrong with me. It's all making me sad. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are really, really, really trying to help. And I know the few people that I follow that are doing that, I don't see a ton of people really trying to take advantage of this, which is kind of puzzling to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, and it's not just in a step family space. I'm seeing it all across the board. It's like there's a ton of people in every area that that I follow anyway, that are doing all kind of like free counseling and free coaching and free, you know, meetups and free office hours and, you know, just all kind of stuff just to keep people connected and, and get people to talk and, mm-hmm. you know, let out things that you're just bothering you or get help or just communicate with people. Mm-hmm. 
but not a lot of people are taking advantage of it. And it's kind of boggles my mind because, you know, you got people that say, oh, I would love to join the academy, but I can't afford it. Okay, I get that. But then you've got, you know, people that are doing stepmom office hours and you and two and three other people that are stepmom coaches are all saying, come on for free and we will try to help you. Mm-hmm. And and you have one or two people show up. Right. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? It almost makes me want to get on Facebook and go, if you're still having problems and you hadn't showed up to any of these, then shut up. <laughs> That's why I have to keep you off the fa- <laughs> out of the Facebook group. <laughs> I mean, when people offered, bend over backwards and do things for people for free, and it's not just step families. I see it in, in other groups and all that too. I don't under, I don't understand it. It's people are, are, I guess people are so fixated on everything else that's going on that maybe they're paralyzed. That's the only thing I can come up with. Oh, that's a good thought. You know, it's like, and I don't want to necessarily say it's fear. It can be fear. It can also be, I don't know what to do. You've heard of uh, analysis paralysis where mm-hmm. you're trying to make a decision on something and you just don't make a decision at all. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's kind of akin to that where you don't really know what to do from day to day. So you just don't do anything. Right. You just lock up. Your brain's like, eh, gears grinding to a halt. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to think that we may have to launch a new business. We're going to have Nacho Kids Academy and Nacho Life. <laughs> so we can do life coaching. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we've had several people tell us that what we teach in the academy applies to life in general, not just step families. Oh, absolutely it does. All right. So let's get off our COVID-19 soapbox. And talk about our guest today. All right. Our guest today has been blending for eh, about four years. Oh, I remember the four-year mark. No bio kids. Okay. One stepson. Okay. And a very high-conflict bio mom. Okay, but there's there's just one kid there, right? It should be easy peasy. David. Shouldn't it? Of course not. I <laughs> See, I just don't even know how to respond to you when you say stuff like that. Because it's like... Ugh. No, because look, people that have one kid, it, here's the bad part. People with, the, like in this situation, they have one, they go to a group, Facebook group, let's say, and they talk to, and they talk about the struggles they have and the challenges with one kid. And then people that have multiple kids come out of the woodwork like, what are you complaining about? You just got one. Look, everybody's struggle is real and it's personal to them. Mm-hmm. And so you can't dismiss it because, oh, I've got more kids than you. Therefore, I have more problems than you. So what are you complaining about? It's still, it's, it's a, you know, I've said this before, maybe not on this show, but I'll say it. There's big problems and little problems. And the difference is that little problems are problems that other people have and big problems are problems that I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So people's problems are big problems to them, even though they're not big problems for you. Well, that's like people have different triggers. Mm-hmm. Somebody may post in the Facebook group and say, you know, this paper towel beside the trash can has just drove me nuts and la, 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 la. And some people are like, pick it up. No, it's not that simple. <laughs> yeah. It's well, not always that simple, people. You you make a comment a lot about that with the cereal box. My which, cereal box. Oh, love. Yeah, it wasn't the cereal box. It was- What it represented. What, what the, yes. It was what the cereal box represents. And it was, you know, a lot of other things. And, and people oftentimes don't realize that. They're like, why does this- Paper towel on the floor made me so mad. It's mm-hmm. it's not the paper towel on the floor. It's because that paper towel represents a lazy, unparented, undisciplined. Yeah, just like the stuff on the floor in here makes me crazy. And it's not the stuff on the floor. It's what it represents. Are you talking about my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's, it's my stuff. 
Well, some of it's yours. Anyway. All right. So let's get to listening. Who are we listening to? Stepmom Rochelle. Rochelle. And stepson is autistic. And David, I know you don't remember this interview, but I'm going to say something to see if it triggers your memory. <laughs> you ready? Sure. What were you thinking? Okay. It does not trigger my memory. Huh? It didn't work. That's no. how she pushes her husband's buttons. Ah, uh, no. Okay. What were you thinking? Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, before we dive into that, let's hear a word about the Academy. And for those people that are stuck at home, now's a good time to join. Yeah. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Oh, you're not doing well today? <laughs> I know. I, I was waiting. I usually say, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> so tell us about your blend. How long have you been blending? How many kids? Whose kids? All that stuff. All right. So I have no bio kids. Um, we have been blending technically since summer 2016. Um, one stepson. That's it. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so where does the technically come in? Um, so I have known my husband since 1998. Um, we met when we were 14 and 15 years old. I'm 10 months older than him. So I'm the older one. Um, we were really good friends. He was friends with my ex-husband. I mean, we have always just been friends, but then um, when my first husband and I got divorced in 2013, um, my husband, now husband, and I kind of got together in the summer that year, and then we kind of went our separate ways for a little while and then got back together in 2016. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think it's sweet. You want to know where we met? We met on AOL in a chat room. <laughs> Dude. No way. <laughs> yes, when we were teenagers. Yes. <laughs> You've given away your age. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, well, you know. <laughs> but um, I am from Florida, and then he's from Iowa. So I moved to Iowa to be with him. And, yeah, here I am. Wow. Mm. All right. No, mm -mm. not Iowa. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm just thinking. Uh, I'm just thinking we better go check my kid uh, and see who he's talking to online. <laughs> I know. See, you getting all kind of trouble. My mom used to tell me she's like, "They're going to murder you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, well, no." And you know, now I'm married to him, and she's like, "Wow." But I like that y'all met each other when you were so young. That's sweet. Oh, yeah. We were friends. and It was dial-up days, so was, mm. <laughs> we didn't have all the plenty of fish and stuff. It was a long time ago. Did yeah. you even do pictures on there then? No, it was just you know, messaging. In yeah, in 98, I don't know, 
But I do know eventually we all were able to send pictures yeah. and then we would email them and it would take like an hour to upload. <laughs> mm-hmm. and- <laughs> hey, you're just sitting there watching that little line. Like, come on. I need yeah, to see what you're like, like, oh my God. And then you're like, oh, how long is it going to take for them to download it? What if they don't even like the way you look? Like, <laughs> yeah, because then you got to talk to them for an hour while it's downloading. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's yeah, like, exactly. yeah, oh, I got to go now. I'll see you. Silent. <laughs> No, yep, you couldn't no, talk to him while it was downloading because it was dial-up. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because it took. I mean, for these younger people listening, they don't know what dial-up was all about. But you would click on a picture and and it would load line by line. You would see it <laughs> coming in line by line. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you would click <laughs> dial-up or to connect, it would almost sound like a fax machine. Yep. Mm-hmm. The good old days. Yep. <laughs> yep, and you hear that little sound. I love those days. Yeah, yeah, you get all excited when you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then what was it? Welcome, you have mail or something? Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, they did a whole movie about God. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to watch that. It's been a while. You have mail. Actually, you've got mail. <laughs> okay. Oh, you've got mail. Now, look, I'm going to tell y'all something. I really stink at remembering uh, people's names, like actors and stuff. Well, even people in general. But wasn't that like Susan Sarandon? No. See, I screwed that up. <laughs> Tom Hanks and I think Meg, I, and Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, what was the Susan Sarandon in? Was she in the stepmom movie with Julia Roberts? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I got something right. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that movie last week or so, and it's so sad. Yeah. It'll make you cry. What's the name of it? Yeah. But it was good. Oh, what's the name of it? The, I think it's the stepmom. It might be, but the bio mom got cancer. Yeah. 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 You've never seen it, David? Never heard of it. Okay. We're going to add that to our list with Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's free on... Um, I think I watched it on one of those free movies, like, oh, God, like Pluto or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's a free streaming thing, and they had it on there, and that's where I watched it. Okay, so you're illegally downloading movies? <laughs> no, it's not illegal at all. <laughs> they have ads. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, Hulu with the ads, but it's free. IMDb does it. I, it might be IMDb where I watched it. Okay. I don't remember. I have so many apps. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make David watch that movie, even though it is like a chick flick. Oh, I hate chick flicks. Yes. Yeah, that's why my husband won't watch it either. Mm-mm. It just poked me in the eye with a pencil. Well, that's how I feel about your <laughs> stupid Star Wars, Star Trek crap stuff. <laughs> oh, me too. All right, Rochelle, I don't want you going against uh, the flow here, so let's talk about your problems for a little bit. Okay, okay yes, yes, my problems. <laughs> I have, I have many. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) David will be your problem by the end of this podcast. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's backtrack. Been together three and a half years, but technically you've known stepson his whole life, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was not allowed to talk to my husband when he was with the BM. I like calling her the BM, by the way, for obvious reasons, but (laughs) Or the poop emoji. But anyway. But it's not because y'all had a relationship, right? No, no. We never, ever, ever did anything like that, ever. Um, 
he was allowed to talk to my ex-husband because they were friends, but he was not allowed to talk to me ever. <laughs> so, so for the first couple years of my stepson's life, I didn't actually know him. But when he was about three or four, that's when I met him. Okay. My stepson. Met him physically for the first time. Yeah. So how long did you and DH know each other before you moved to Iowa? You know, like, I mean, date or from the first time you met him in person to the time that you moved? Um. Well, I, oh. Two days. What? I'm oh kidding. <laughs> no, what? No. <laughs> no way. Almost. No, I'm just kidding. Three days. Um, Come on. I don't, no, several years. It was years, but I can't. Wait, let me think. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Four years? Three years. Three years? Okay. Yes, three years. So did y'all have like a long distance relationship then? Yes. Um, well, okay. So in 2013, the summer of 2013, we like had a long distance relationship and then we broke it off. I... It was just too soon after my like splitting up with my ex-husband. So I was like, eh, I've got to cut this short. And he was kind of the same way because BM is insane. <laughs> I don't like to use that word. But she did a lot of things um, that they were just really bad toward DH. Um, she called the cops and like told them that he had done things that he didn't do. And just, it was crazy. She was just crazy. So um, we cut things off and I actually didn't even talk to him for a while after that. And then in 2015, um, I had moved to, I, okay, so maybe I should back up a little more. (laughs) I moved to Texas in 2003 and 2004. I lived in Houston and then I moved back to Florida. And then in 2009, I moved to Austin and I lived there until 2014. And then in 2014, I moved to Fort Worth. Um, yeah. So I was living in Fort Worth and he hit me up on Facebook one day after they broke up for good or whatever. <laughs> no, they really did. <laughs> and um, then... We restarted the relationship in 2015-ish, and then in 2016 is when I would come to visit a lot in Iowa from Fort Worth, and then I moved here a Christmas Okay, is when I moved, yeah. So when you came into Stepson's life and DH's life living there, I, I take it you didn't have too many issues in the beginning before you moved there? Oh, <laughs> with the BM? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, she would always message me on Facebook trying to start crap and, like, accuse me of things that I didn't do. And she was just crazy. I, I ignored her. I never responded. I have never met her in my life, ever. <laughs> never. Not when he was little, not now, never. I will never meet her, I hope. Well, I guess maybe at graduation or something. But... I, I've never met her. Um, I don't talk to her. Never have. I've responded to two text messages from her, but it was due to an emergency with SS. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason why. Right. Um, yeah. No, the pro- but the major problems didn't start until I moved here. Yes. Major. 
major problem. So what kind of started then? You know, was it just her bashing you? Oh, oh, she's always bashing me. I don't even, I don't pay her any attention at all. Um, But I do remember when we got married or when she found out that we got married, because we went to the courthouse to get married. We didn't do a big marriage, like, you know, big wedding or anything. Um, She filed for child support, which they never had a court order. They never did child support because we actually had him a lot of the time. Um, we would pick him up from school and then we would have him until 8 p.m. So we'd have him about like 2.30 until 8 p.m. And then she would pick him up and he would stay at her house overnight on the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And then on Fridays and Saturday nights, he would stay with us every weekend. Um, so it was kind of like 50-50, but obviously the courts don't see it that way because he wasn't staying the night here on those nights, but he was here until bedtime. So whatever. (laughs) Is that why she was getting him at night? I think so. Yeah. I do believe that. Because the courts count overnights. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the other reason was also because at that specific time, because she moves around a lot. So at that specific time, she was actually living across the street from his elementary school. But then we find out that she wasn't even getting to school on time, which is insane (laughs) to me. I mean, there were, there was a semester where he was late 34 days and we were like, how is that possible? He lives right across the street. Um, so wow, that half. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also he would miss like 15 plus days per year. And he would always tell us, he'd be like, Oh, my mom, let me stay home because we woke up late. And stuff like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? My mom would have freaked out. Um, so she filed for that. And then um, we still had him up until she moved about 45 minutes away where she lives now. And then she took him. And like, he never, ever came by. Um, we saw him maybe once every other month at that point. And then he spent spring break 2008. 18 with us and he never went back to his mom's pretty much (laughs) except for every other weekend type thing so basically she was doing the parental alienation oh yeah oh my gosh before i moved here she would withhold him for months at a time sometimes um when she found out about me she did because she has hated me since he was born in 08 so um she's hated me since Probably 08, 2008. She'd have probably hated you in 1998 if she'd known about you then. Exactly. Exactly. And they had a very um, whirlwind relationship. They got together in January of 2008, and he was born in November of 2008. So if you do the math, (laughs) that's not very long (laughs) to be together before having a baby. she, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So did, when, did they not have a court order? No, they did not have a court order. Um, they did not have a court order until I said something about it. I was like, uh, that spring break of 2018, when he came over and he did not want to go back, she, of course, freaked out. And then I was like, well, if this is how it's going to be, you have to get something in writing. Like, you're not going to pay her that much per month for him to live here. And she just 
have a free ride. It's just not going to work that way. Mm-hmm. So you need to get a court order. And also there was a lot that went into that. I mean, she was, and I think she still is as of yesterday, my stepson texted me and was freaking out because he's with her this weekend and they saw her boyfriend who was an abusive person and there's actually a restraining order against him from um, my stepson is not allowed to be around him. Um, so that was the main reason I think that he decided to kind of want to stay away from his mom and her house, but also because he realized over the couple of years in between that she was doing what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when I, I think, and I don't know for sure, but I think she was telling him to do things and say things to me um, because it's actually what led me, of course, to Nacho. Um, he stepped on my cat on purpose once, and I, I think that she told him to do that, which is weird, but she knows how much my cat means to me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when he did that, of course, I was like, I was alone with him. It was like, um, gosh, when was that? It was early 2017 when that happened. And I was alone with him and I didn't know what to do because I was like, I can't discipline. I'm not going to discipline him. And so my husband told me to send him to his room. And I was like, I I don't know if I can do that. Um, But when, when she found out about it, she told my husband, I keep wanting to say his name. She told my husband (laughs) that she was going to call the cops on me because my stepson lied to her and told her that I yelled at him and that I threw something at him. And I never, ever would do that. And I never did that. But that was the last time I've been alone with him. I refused to be alone with him. Um, although now his, our relationship is amazing. Um, he and I are really close and we always talk and we always have fun but I'm still not quite there with the being alone with him thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another thing that happened. Let me think when, when it was, um, I think it was summer of 2017. Yeah, it was. So she, I don't know what she was telling him, but he would always come over and tell me things like, Oh, you are the one that broke up our family. And you know, of course I was the one. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't, but that's what his mom was telling him. And he would always ask questions and we always answer him truthfully because it was the truth. And she was feeding him all these lies. So um, he eventually realized uh, there were times when he would say something and then he would say, but I bet she's not telling me the truth about his mom. And I'm like, oh, because we never said that. We would never say she's lying to you. But we would, you know, if he asked us a question, we would answer, you know, no, Rochelle did not break up the family. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so he was playing a video game and he came in to the room I was in and he was like telling me that he, if we were in this game, that his character would murder my character. And I was like, wow. <laughs> But this is a game that he always played around his mom, too. And I, you know, the things that came out of his mouth are not things that normally would come out of his mouth Mm -hmm. before me and after all the stuff that went on. So he eventually was figuring out what she was doing and what she was saying. And 
like, this isn't adding up. And I think that that is really one of the reasons that he was like, this is not normal. And he, I want to say he was about, because he's about to turn 11. Um, I think he was around eight when he was started realizing this stuff. And I hate to say it, but I don't think he believes anything his mom says anymore. Because beyond me, she has just lied about so many things in life in general that he's just like, eh. And he... He doesn't usually want to go here or anything now. Well, kids are really smart. We just have yeah. to give them time to figure things yeah. out. Yes. Now, yeah. the, is it BM's ex-boyfriend that there's a restraining order where he can't be around stepson, or is it her current boyfriend? So <laughs> she says it's her ex-boyfriend. We say it's her current boyfriend because last night when my stepson was texting me, he said that they went to a restaurant really far away, not anywhere near either one of our houses, and that the boyfriend was there. And when he saw that the boyfriend was there, I think they went because she wanted to go and kind of quote unquote run into him. Mm -hmm. But when they got there, boyfriend was in the window of the restaurant waving at them. And so my stepson was like, we can't be around him. We have to leave. And they left. So I don't know. I think she's still with him, but who knows? I guess it could have been a coincidence, but seriously, we live about 45 minutes from her. We have the same exact restaurant five minutes from our house. She picked him up at 7 p.m. last night at 7.45 is when he was texting me and they were 45 minutes the opposite direction, basically an hour and a half from her house. And I'm like, that just doesn't add up. Why wouldn't you go to the one right here? Yeah, that's shady. Yeah. Yeah. It is very shady. She's known for shady stuff. But at least they left. <laughs> yes. I'm so thankful. He gave me a play by play the whole time. He and I are seriously close. He doesn't even, he never texts his dad, but he texts me every time he's with her. And it, it makes me sad because he never even texts her when he's with us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, you know, our relationship is so good. And I, I truly, I believe it's because of Nacho. I, I definitely believe that. Because it allowed you to bond with him on a non-parental level. Yes, exactly. Yep. I always say I'm more like a favorite aunt. Yeah. 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 So he's not killing you into video games anymore? No. <laughs> nope. After that is when his mom decided to take him and move 45 minutes away. And then that was in November of 2017. And we saw him just about every other month until March, the end of March is when spring break is. So he came for spring break and then he never wanted to leave that summer. They went through the whole custody thing and got a court order. Um, and during the summer, he refused to go for 10 weeks straight. He wouldn't, he refused to go over there, but there was no court order yet. So she couldn't do anything about it. Oh Yeah. So the court order was court order was finalized like a week before school started. So it was like the very end of summer is when it was finalized and the rest is history. <laughs> we see it a lot that it's hard for the dads to get custody of the kids. Was that the case mm -hmm. with y'all or was it fairly easy because of um, her behavior or was stepson telling the judge that he wanted to stay with y'all or kind of, Give us a little information with that. 
So honestly, I think the only reason she, it, it never even went to the judge. I mean, the court, like it was all done in mediation. Oh, that's good. Um, I honestly, yeah, yeah, we were lucky. I believe one, it was because she didn't have an attorney and my husband did. But two, I think she knew that we had so much on her that if it did go in front of a judge, she wouldn't have gotten what she wanted anyway. Like he would have got, my husband would have got what he wanted because we did have so much, um, just between school, like all missing all the days, being late all the time, her moving around all the time, having these unstable, she's very unstable, but having these unstable people in her life, mm -hmm. um, I, I do believe that she thought, because I kept very good records. I did do that part still. Even though I was not showing stepson, I still kept a, a calendar, like an agenda mm -hmm. type thing for like the whole time. Um, just making notes of things that he would say. Um, and honestly, I recorded him a lot. Um, I, I don't, I never used them, but I have a lot of recordings of him talking about a lot of things that are just not okay. Mm. And I, I bet she knew that we had so much on her that she was like, well, if I don't sign this, then it's just going to drag it out and it's going to be this anyway. Right. So does he go to her for like a week in the summer or two weeks in the summer? Oh, that's fun. Um, so <laughs> I don't think she's ever actually read the court order. Uh, she <laughs> if you're listening, girl, don't go read that court order right now. <laughs> yeah, please read the court order. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do think she might now, but um, there was a time she doesn't even know what holidays are hers. She doesn't know what weekends are hers. She doesn't know anything about that. I don't think she even knows that she's supposed to notify husband of like if they go out of state. Um, which she hasn't done, but you know, we know the quarter like the back of our hands. Mm -hmm. so, so it's just funny. There was a, this past summer when the, um, there is a restraining order against the boyfriend, but that doesn't stop her from having him at her house. He has been arrested again um, for being at her house after the restraining order was put in place. So she doesn't care. She doesn't care. It's only in effect until next year. And then our attorney is, if he's still around, our attorney is going to file one just for my stepson. Um, so he doesn't have to be around him because he's very violent and just scary. He has weapons and all that stuff. And it's just not a good environment. Um, so over the sum over this past summer, she was supposed to have two weeks. Um, they were in the court order. It's not supposed to be consecutive. It can't fall on other parents' time, you know, other parents' weekends or whatever. But um, all of a sudden, she was just like not ever picking him up. And so my husband was like, you know what? I'm just not ever putting weekends on the calendar anymore. I'm not putting weekends. I'm not putting holidays. He, they talk through talking parents only. Mm -hmm. And um, he was always putting whose weekend it was and whose holiday it was. And that's the only reason she knew. Um, so he was like, you know what? I'm going to stop. So when he stopped, she didn't see him for months. She just was like, whatever. And didn't even bother to look at the court order. He, he even asked her, do you have a copy of it? And she's like, yeah, I have a physical copy and a digital copy or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. PDF. 
and um, she just didn't bother. <laughs> wow. So she's supposed to have weeks, yes, but she never takes them, ever. She never takes any extra time. We offer extra time all the time. She never takes it. So the restraining order is where BM's ex or current, whatever he is at the time, he's not supposed to be around her either. Right. Okay. Or her other child. She has two. She has another son. Um, he's not supposed to be around the three of them at all. And obviously that's due because of violence. With oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's violence. He's he is actually he was a ward of not of the state, but he had a conservator, is that what it's called? Basically his mom or Someone, I don't even know if it's his real mom. It might be like an aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, she, ha- she had um, the, st- the power over him until this year. Like he wasn't allowed to make his own decisions. He was in a psych ward for a lot of his life. David, that's not funny, David. That's sad. <laughs> I feel like I did. It is sad, but it is, it is like, why? Why would you get with someone like this? And why would you allow your kids around them? Yeah, Lori. Why would you have a kid by somebody like that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. What? (laughs) Okay. Wait a minute. So, David, um, (laughs) her other kid, is that his kid? No. No, she. (laughs) No. Um, But the other kid does call him daddy. So. It's one of those. I don't know. I, I can't judge people, but why not? I was yeah. gonna say, leave it up to David. He will. <laughs> <laughs> Her other child is also a result of a very quick relationship, and that biological father has nothing to do with that child. Oh, that's sad too. I'm seeing a pattern here. It is sad. It's very sad. Oh yeah, there's a. <laughs> There's a pattern. <laughs> but but she hasn't how old's the her other child? Um uh, he's three. Okay, so it's it's about time for her to have another one. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, please don't no. But recently um she did tell husband that she was thinking about quitting her job because she pays too much in child support. So <laughs> And child care for her other child. And obviously that's my husband's problem, not not hers. But, mm. you know, <laughs> we were just like, whatever. Yeah, Fine. the courts love it when the non-custodial parent quits their job so they don't have to pay child support. And she said it through talking parents. <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, girl. That's, just, that's, that's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. For those of you that don't know mm-hmm. what talking parent is, David's going to tell you. Why have I got to tell him? Because you pulled it up on the screen to look at it. <laughs> it's like my family wizard. Yeah, it's a free co-parenting communication tool. And it uh, not only is it secure messaging between the two uh, co-parents, but it, it also provides um, unalterable records. <laughs> Some of them actually, I don't know if this one does it, but if you start sending something that's kind of hateful, 
it'll tell you. You may want to reword this because it can be taken as an attack or. You wouldn't be able to use that then. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I'm just ignoring David. No, that, that one doesn't. The only reason we went with it is because the attorney suggested it and we didn't know much about the apps at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is free if you use the website. It costs money if you use the actual app. It's like $5 a month. Oh, wow. Um, so we knew that she wouldn't pay for our family wizard. Mm-hmm. So we went with that option because it's free. I wish, and my husband wishes, that we would have known about app close before. App close? Um, but we did. Yeah, it's A-P-P-C-L-O-S-E. Um, it's, a, it's basically a free version of our family wizard. It does, you can add like third party people like step parents or grandparents or whoever, I think the gals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's free and it's the app is free. Everything is free on it. You can also like pay people through it. Like, you know, for if you have to split school supplies or medical bills, stuff like that, you can pay people through it. That's a free one. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. But they use talking parents because it's in the court order. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than just regular email. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and Stepson have a good relationship now. Yes. Which is awesome. Um, yes. I, we, seriously, I, I never, ever thought that it would get to the point that it is at now. Ever. Isn't it amazing? I thought you would hate me forever. Yes. Yep. So what? And, you know, I, I'm very, oh, go ahead. Where where did you start doing um, some nachoing, and what did you do first to see a big uh, change in in the situation? Um, it was when I, I guess from almost from the beginning, because he was coming over with so many hateful things coming out of his mouth, and um, I really was afraid to discipline him at that point, and so I was kind of like googling things, I think, and I was like huh, I wonder if this would work. And I, I talked to my husband about it. I, I'm very open with him and he is very receptive. He understands exactly why I do it and everything about it. And he always has. Um, I'm very, very lucky. Um, but I told him about it and I was like, that, so that was uh, early 2017, I believe. And um, I, at first it was more like a discipline thing. Like I didn't want to discipline him. And then it just escalated from there because over the summer he was just so just with the whole crazy, like killing thing and all that. I was, I actually left, I actually left um, for a month. I went to Florida for a month because my anxiety was so bad. I went to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. And I kept having panic attacks and I just was like, I can't, I can't do this. So I left for a month and came back and I was like, you know, that nacho thing, I'm 100% now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am not doing a single thing. I am going to leave the house when he's here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, She made it really easy because a couple months after I started it, she moved and took him with her. So that made it really, really easy for me. Um, And then 
I would say probably it was summer 2018. Well, no, maybe spring break even because after spring break was over and he was forced to go back with her because his school was 45 minutes away. Um, he would call me every day after school and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he would talk to me from three o'clock or whatever, whatever time they get out until he went to bed Wow! and she did not like it. But that was the beginning of us kind of like rebuilding a relationship in a different way, like the, the, the favorite aunt way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized that he, he texted me one day and he was like, did you know I really miss you? And he doesn't say stuff like that. I was like, what? I was like, wow, you know, in my head. And, um, I guess it was like a, the whole, you don't know, not really, you don't know what you have until it's gone, but you don't, the, the situation over there versus the week that he spent here, he was just like, he has been in, there was so much, um, turmoil at her house and just he has really bad anxiety he has um severe anxiety has adhd and he has autism so it was really hard on him there and that week that he spent here it was just so calm and just he was able to be himself and he wasn't always hearing yelling and the violence and all that stuff and he kind of realized oh my gosh that that's that was a really good week and yeah, he started calling me every day. And then it was only about two months until summer. And then in the summer, he came and he never left until the court order was in place. But I would say that summer is probably when we got the our we rebuilt that relationship starting that spring break and afterwards. And then in the summers when we got really close. Mm -hmm. So did did your husband understand what was causing the change? think so. Okay. I think he, I, I mean, I think that he, he knows exactly how everything was prior to and afterwards, you know, after I started nachoing, he kind of, cause at first, of course, he's like, well, what is that? I, 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 I support you in doing this. But of course, the question in his mind was, what is this going to do to our marriage? And what is this going to do to your relationship with my son and am I going to be caught in the middle? But it was all positive. Everything was positive. And now I think that he, he, he understands everything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we see that oftentimes. And it's funny too, because you can always tell when somebody goes into it very apprehensive and then when it works, you, you get, you know, we'll get an email from them and it'll be like, man, this crap works. I can't believe it. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, yes. I mean, if you didn't think it was going to work, why'd you try it? But I think people go into it thinking, I don't know, man, this just doesn't sound like it would work, but I'm going to give it a try because mm -hmm. nothing else has worked. And then it's when it starts working and which typically, you know, you see a big turnaround fairly quickly, even though there's still a lot of work to do yeah. afterwards. But it's it's just shocking to people oftentimes that it doesn't. It sounds yeah. very counterintuitive, but it works. It does, and I think that it. And maybe for a lot of people, it was like a last resort. Was and and it wasn't that I spent years and years, you know, being a mother figure to him. It was more like there was so much animosity on the other side that 
I had to do this. Um, but it was kind of like a last resort because I wanted to have a relationship with my stepson. But at the same time, when I went into Nacho, I didn't care if I was going to have one or not. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, I was like, either way, I have to do this, whether it makes it worse or better. This is it. This is what I have to do. Yeah. Sometimes we hear people say, I don't think that my relationship with my stepkid will ever be uh, any good. But oftentimes they're shocked. They're shocked that there can mm -hmm. be a turnaround and people can um, make that change where you do have a, a meaningful relationship. And I know it's different with everybody. So I'm not saying in general that it's worse. It works for everybody. But especially when they're younger, it's a lot easier. Now, if you know, if your stepkids are 30 years old and they still hate you, then it's <laughs> a big yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and a lot of times it's, stepping back enough and becoming more self-aware and changing your own perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's not easy. Oh, no. And, you know, I still have hard days where <laughs> I will come in the bedroom and I will be like, why is he parenting him like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would never do that. No, but... <laughs> He and I are on the same page for most things, and we have a lot of talks. We talk about a lot of things. Like if there, my stepson is really a good kid. He's he's really he's really good. Um, we're not. He's not a teenager yet, though. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. About that. But um, <laughs> he's really really good. Um, he likes to follow the rules, the laws, all that stuff. He's very into that. Um, but my husband and I will talk about things. If it's something serious enough, we will talk about it. Um, and he will take my thoughts into consideration, but ultimately he parents him and whatever he says is what goes. Because if I wasn't in the picture, that's how he would be parenting him anyway. That's how his mom would be parenting him. You know, it has nothing to do with me. And I don't, I don't want that. Um, responsibility. Right. Because it'll come back and bite you in the butt. Yes. Yes. You know, that's one of the things that I noticed was David even noticed it too, is once I stepped back, once the kids would go to the grandparents and they'd be like, how are things going at home, you know, with Lori? And they were like, <laughs> uh, well, okay. She doesn't really have a lot to say to us. They couldn't complain about anything because yeah. I had no negative interaction with them. At all. None. Exactly. And I think that exact same thing happens with his mom. And she it lights her up. I know it does. Because he comes back and he's like, well, my mom said blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. And it's because he's going over there with such positive things mm -hmm. about me. And she just, Oh, she doesn't like it. And then there was one time that he sent me a text message and he's like, BM's boyfriend said, you're not a real stepmom because you won't discipline me. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I have never talked to him about disciplining him ever. I've never said whether I would or wouldn't. I've never done any of that. And I was like, what? And apparently something happened over there and, and the boyfriend told the mom that he needed his phone taken away. Well, that's not allowed because in the court order, it says that they can't do that. Right. Um, For obvious reasons. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially with that guy. Well, that's but, what I'm um, thinking is this is coming from a guy that is violent. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I could talk about him for days and her, but that's not the point of all this. But um, he texts me that and I'm like, wow. I was like, well, you don't really do anything over here that warrants me punishing you right then and there. So I'm sorry that he feels that way. But that's the thing is he acts out a lot over at his mom's house, supposedly from that's from her mouth and from his and, you know, from stepson and from BM. Uh But over here, he's not like that at all. Um, He does not really like his brother. um, But it's more or less because he says his mom doesn't discipline his brother and he gets in trouble for things his brother does. The three, the three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And I never, I, I'm just, I just say things like, well, I'm sorry that's happening, you know, I, but I never, I never give my true opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do feel bad that he feels that way, but it makes him resent his brother instead of the fact that his mom is not um, disciplining his brother in any way. Like his brother will hit him all over, you know, just smack him around and, he he doesn't do anything and then he'll react and he'll say, get away from me or whatever. And then he gets yelled at and the little one, nothing happens. He doesn't go in time at all. He doesn't do anything. And she, her excuse is he's just three. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. One day he'll be just 13 and, and just 20. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, and then it'll be jail and you know, yeah. but, whatever (laughs) that's their house they can do what they want yeah you mentioned that stepson is autistic so the hitting to him could be a lot more annoying to someone that isn't exactly a lot of the things that he tells me that happen over there like the the yelling the the hitting um just anything that would be a sensory thing i do believe because it's so quiet here it's so quiet at our house we um i I have researched a lot of the positive parenting stuff just to kind of have a guideline of how to even just be a good person in general. And especially when it comes to kids. Um, But I researched it and I also showed my husband because of course he's the parent Mm -hmm. and he actually toned down what he does and he doesn't yell ever anymore. Like there is no yelling in this house not to anybody, not to each other, nothing. So I do think that that the yelling, the hitting, anything that would mess with the sensory issues um, played a big role in um, him choosing. Because I think he chose to live here, but it really wasn't just him choosing to live here because we wouldn't allow that. Um, We know that he thrive is better here and he um is a better environment for him all around so that's the reason that my husband went for custody um if she wasn't so unstable if she was more stable if she had good people in her life um if she wasn't making bad decisions then it would be probably more of a 50 50 thing but it is night and day with the way he is over there versus over here. And it's also night and day with how he was prior to him living here. And now it's just the polar opposite in a positive way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the thing, um, back to the sensory stuff. I do think that that is why he does react sometimes because he says he tries to ignore it for a while and then he just freaks. Could he get up and walk away? I've told him that's what he needs to do. I don't know if he actually does it. <laughs> um, I've, I've told him, you know, if your brother's bothering you, maybe you can go in another room or go outside and ride your bike or, you know, something away from him. But with autism and anxiety and et cetera, he has many, he has Tourette's. Um, he has a lot of things going on. But um, with that comes, he's almost he has to be like right around somebody all the time he's very very scared to be alone um so it's hard to get him to do something on his own i'm assuming it's the same way over there so he doesn't want to be in a room by himself he doesn't want to close a door so his brother can't get to him mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go outside by himself so it's really hard it's hard for him mm. yeah now, you mentioned there was some things that your DH read that caused him to stop yelling. Do you have those resources you can share with Lori? Oh, yeah, I can probably. <laughs> Y'all ready? Here we go. Nerf gun engaged. <laughs> Do you yell? I can't even hear. I can't even imagine you yelling. <laughs> <laughs> do you really there's a reason why we live so far in the woods <laughs> I've, I've gotten a lot better at it um there's a lady that we had as a guest um named celia kibler and she did a no yelling challenge thing or a course mm-hmm. and i did participate in that <laughs> and it helped me a lot did, did you fail oh, okay <laughs> did i what she I said, said did, did you, you fail or? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to justify this, but I grew go. up, my mom Here was a yeller. And if my dad was mad, he was really quiet. But if he did yell, you knew it was bad. But my mom was a oh, yeah. constant yeller. And so. So it's her fault. Yeah. Okay. So I had to break that habit. And one of the most interesting things that I did during the Celia Kibler um, positive parenting and during that thing was one of them was, how did you feel when you were yelled at? Man, that makes you feel like crap. (laughs) That is exactly what I told, what I showed and told him about actually, (laughs) because he grew up in the same kind of household and he was like, you know, it made me feel bad. And he mm-hmm. still doesn't like yelling. And I'm like, then why did you do it? Or, you know, why did you do it? Yeah, and- Lori, why? Why did you do <laughs> well, it? Well, it's because it's ingrained in us. That's what we lived with for yeah. so long. It's, it's almost like we picked up their true. bad habits. Mm-hmm. It's true. And that's the whole thing is I'm not even, you know, I'm not bashing you, but that is what <laughs> I, I told him. I'm like, you know, just because you were raised in that household, doesn't mean you have to carry on those toxic traits kind of thing. But I don't know what your household was like, but I do know what his was like. And it it wasn't good at all. You know, um, I don't really like to think a whole lot about my childhood because what I do remember is bad. (laughs) 
And yeah. <laughs> everything before me was bad. What are you talking oh about? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, David. Just tell yourself whatever you need to, to make yourself feel better. <laughs> but honestly, I kind of do understand now why my mom did yell so much. Because you hard headed. Yeah. And I was the rebellious kid, and there were three of us. And my dad didn't help oh her a whole God. lot around the house. And she was expected to work full time and have supper ready and the house clean, which, mm-hmm. you know, she was very good at dictating what we needed to do as far as chores. And back in the day, you didn't question or not do your chores. By God, you did them. Because mm-hmm. if not, your butt mm-hmm. was going to hurt. Mm-hmm. No dial up for you. Yep. No <laughs> dial up. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that when my mom would yell at us, that's when we reacted. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. I don't mean that you yell um, when you're mad. I'm talking about you just yell. Like, you have conversations across the house. And it's, so it's, it's not like you're running around yelling at people. You're yelling to people. <laughs> it's so easy for David to forget now that his kids have moved out. Him sitting downstairs on the couch, the kids upstairs wrestling, and he'd be like, keep it down up there. Yeah. The part you didn't hear is because I would whisper under my breath, so Lori, don't be hollering at you. <laughs> he, he'd fuss at me for yelling at Jackson in his room, and then he'd holler upstairs at the kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But see, he forgets yep. that part. He Look, doesn't see his own flaws mm-hmm. because in David's eyes, he's no. perfect. Look, Lori walks in the house perfect. yelling. Like as soon as she opens the door, she's like, David. I'm like, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her looking. I wish you could see she's burning holes in me right now. <laughs> oh, where's the nerf gun? She's already <laughs> shot her one bullet. Oh, you got another bullet? Oh gosh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> You thought I only had one bullet there, big boy. (laughs) Let me reload. I do want to say something, though, um, about childhood, and that is that my stepdad definitely nachoed me. When you mentioned that you were the rebellious one, ah, I was the rebellious one, too. And my mom, I, I was bad. But my stepdad nachoed me, definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a half sister and a stepbrother. Okay. I was just trying to figure out if maybe you were the middle child and that's why you were rebellious because I'm telling oh. you, I must have came out and been yeah. like, uh-uh, you ain't telling me what to do. <laughs> still do that. I'm the oldest. <laughs> oh, well, then that's not it. <laughs> You're always trying to find excuses for your behavior. <laughs> no, it's explanations, not oh. excuses. Oh, my bad. Gosh, I'm going to quit talking to you. Please. I wish you would nacho me. <laughs> I do more than you realize. <laughs> We're going to have to stop recording on Saturdays because apparently David has bad days on Saturdays. If David and Uh-oh. I ever fight, it's on Saturdays. We don't oh, fight. No. You fight. I ignore you. You're a button pusher. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Rochelle, do you know any button pushers in your life? Uh, yeah. His name starts with a D and ends with an H. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to say David for a minute. <laughs> no. I was like, look at here, girl. <laughs> we 
we've talked about this before, and we've talked about this in length. I do not understand intentionally pushing somebody's buttons. I just don't, I don't get either. it. She just realized, what, a few months ago that it was a thing. It's been, well, it's almost been a year. Well, she thought it was just me, and so... I had to tell her, no, oh, this is no. this is a thing that people do. And she's like, well, why do they do it? Yeah. And I said, because they like their reaction. And she's like, no, that's just you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I introduced mm-hmm. her to other people who said the same thing. And she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I took a poll yep. at work and found out that a lot, a lot of them idiots did it, too. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like, it's fun. I think I, I, think I do it sometimes, too. Oh, there <gasps> we go. There we go. <laughs> Really? I mean, it's just easy. It's easy sometimes. It's like too what? Easy sometimes. Give me an example. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't know. You can't put me on the spot. Um. <laughs> it's I okay. do know one thing that gets. I know one thing that gets my husband so riled up, <laughs> and it is. It's about the the BM. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> and just that one sentence. Just that one sentence sets him right off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even have to mention her name. I don't have to mention anything else. Just what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the... <laughs> and she probably just does it out of the blue. Like she's oh, sit- yeah. <laughs> like she's sitting on the couch. She's like, oh, look at him. He's so sweet. What were you thinking? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. H- help me to understand, <laughs> to the best of your ability, why you intentionally say something that you know is going to just rile him up and make him mad. I don't, I really don't know. I just, I think that I'm just bored. Look, she, don't let no. her fool you, Rochelle. She does that to our dog. <laughs> like the poor dog will be sitting there doing nothing, and then she'll do something to get the dog riled up and then and laugh about it. I'm like, see? She'll probably say, you want to go for a walk? No. And then not take them. No, that's no. mean. See, that's mean. Y'all are mean people. Yeah, you can't say, I don't even know where the dog's at. I'm oh. scared to say it. You can't say R-I-D-E yeah. around my dog. She will go nuts. Uh-uh. Actually, if you spell yep. it slow enough, she'll go nuts. <laughs> oh. Because she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids have been known to do that. <laughs> But see, Ziva doesn't get mad for hours upon hours. You know, I, I might I might do something to annoy her, yes. <laughs> but then I, I love on her within two or three minutes later, and it's all good. Well, that's what I do to you, but it don't no, work. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I try that, to love on you two or three minutes later. Dude, no. That button you pushed just lit a fire all through my body and just made me feel like the Tasmanian devil, and I just go in a rage. I know. I see you spinning around. I just don't understand it. And I've researched it. I, I just I don't understand you people. I to, mean, all, to all the button I, pushers in the world, you suck. You suck. <laughs> it's not I feel it's like not. I feel like. I feel like DH does it more than I do. I will say that. And you know what? That might be it too. Is it's more, it could be that like it's a reaction to him doing it is, you know what? He did that to me on Tuesday and now it's, now it's Thursday. I think I'm going to do it back kind of thing. No. Get him back. Okay. (laughs) Like this morning. Here we go. David got mad at me this morning. 
just briefly because I made a comment. It's Saturday. About, yeah, about his pajama outfits. <laughs> oh, you have a pajama outfit? Well, kind of. <laughs> no, I just got I got sleep pants with uh, what smiley faces on them, and she said they were too short. <laughs> they are too short. It, but for her, if they're not dragging the the ground, they're too short. And I'm like, look, they're okay. It, Dude, they're, you nope. are halfway between like high waters and capris. <laughs> no, I will. I will put a picture. I'm gonna send you a picture, Rochelle. <laughs> who can, who did the laundry and made them that short? Who? He he did. I used to not do laundry until most recently. <laughs> but when they're long and I have to go outside on days like today when it's wet outside, then the pant legs wick up all the moisture and the water. And now yeah. walking around with wet pant legs. Hike them up. You yeah. ever heard of saying hike up your britches? That's where that comes from. <laughs> if you'd have done that, you wouldn't have had no. Never mind. <sighs> So, anyway, I didn't. David usually has a good sense of humor, but again, Saturdays are not good days for him, apparently. And so mm-hmm. I just look at him, and I said something about the pants because I had another pair, and I was like, "You want to put some pants on that are longer?" And he's like, "No." And then he puts on this Harley Davidson uh, like muscle shirt that had the sleeves cut off, and I just busted out laughing. <laughs> I still don't know why she was laughing, but anyway. I tried to get him to let me take a picture well, that- so y'all know why I was laughing. <laughs> I, look, Rochelle, like I'm- literally this is 30 seconds after I got out of the bed. I am not <laughs> in a humorous mood 30 seconds after waking up from a coma. Well. Oh, that, that is another time that I like to push his button. <laughs> is right when he gets up because he is not a morning person and he needs like at least 30 minutes. Yes, I am like a, I'm like a freight train. It takes a while to get me going, but it takes a long time to get me to stop too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up and at them, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm a morning person too. <laughs> so what happens is, um, why are you laughing, David? You're never mind. Because you're, I, I you're, wake up all chipper. Your morning is my afternoon. Oh please. <laughs> okay, so. David gets his feelings hurt this morning. Not really. And I had asked him if I uh, he wanted me to cook some eggs because my son wanted some eggs. And he said, I'll take an egg sandwich. I was like, well, you can do that part yourself. Well, the next thing you know, he's sitting on the couch with a bowl of cereal and got this, his lips so far out. I'm surprised there's not milk all down the couch. All pouting. And then I'm like. I was picking on you. I'm sorry. See, that's That's not what you said. You didn't say any of that. You said, I thought you wanted an egg sandwich. And I'm like, well, you asked me. Then you said you weren't going to do it. And then you walked out the door. So I went and got a bowl of cereal. (laughs) And she's like, I guess you don't, I guess you don't want an egg sandwich now. And I'm like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But see, I end up picking up his feelings. So if he's, grumpy or in a bad mood then next you know i'm mad or grumpy i just don't get it y'all, you y'all are weird yeah. you should have fixed my egg sandwich then no. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now on saturdays it's egg sandwich day <laughs> nah man he can find somebody else to coddle him as close as i can get to her fixing breakfast i buy cereal <laughs> i'll go to mcdonald's i have to check the milk the night before to make sure there's any milk well, that's what a good person does if they want cereal in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. Anyway. So yeah. Next time, next time I'll just yell at you that we don't have any milk. That's fine. It won't bother me. Since that's your love language. You you holler from in the shower talking to me. Oh my! Really? You said that? Yes. Look, Rochelle. <laughs> she will be she will be in the shower yelling for me to come in. I'm on the other side of the house, and I'm like, I hear. <laughs> I'm like, what is she doing? She was like, she could have talked to me before she went to the shower, but no, she gets in there, closes the door, closes you know the bedroom door, the bathroom door, and the shower door. And uh-huh. <laughs> it's the shower thought. I, do I know. Thing. Yeah, that's where your best thinking is. <laughs> yes. <sighs> challenging, challenging. David, I'm going to put you on a <laughs> challenge where you have to be happy on Saturdays and no button pushing for a month. So when are you leaving on Saturdays? Oh, oh shooky, shooky. You know I got one more bullet over here, don't you? <laughs> I don't think we've ever had three Nerf shots in a episode, but it's happening, folks. It's happening. He done pushed that button. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear you yell like a girl. <laughs> Ow! See, don't you? <laughs> this thing's powerful. Ain't I it? heard that. ninety-eight at Walmart. That's all right. I got evidence now. I'm getting a restraining order on you. Well, I'll just break it like BM does. <laughs> Who mine? Mine don't have one. No, her BM. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of your drama. Yeah. Hey, I think I might need to order a bunch of these Nerf guns and sell them. <laughs> Put a, a nacho logo on the side of it. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it's like a pocket size one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like three inches by three inches. You could hide it in your pocketbook, and if you were in a store and somebody was attacking you, you could shoot them with this, and it would hurt them. <laughs> shoot them in the eye. Oh my god! See, she's so violent, Rochelle. I'm going to take a picture and put it on my Facebook page. I just really, I'm picturing her in a store getting attacked and shooting <laughs> someone with a Nerf gun. She'd probably hold him hostage until the police got there. <laughs> my Nerf gun. That's better mm-hmm. than a fake foot gun. <laughs> my son likes to um, pretend that he's shooting me with my foot gun, with a foot gun. He'll act like he gets it out of the dash and cocks it, takes the safety off and cocks it. So we're riding down the road, uh-huh. and he has his feet pointing at me and starts going, pow, 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 pow. That's because if you were a character in the video game, he'd kill you. Yes, that's true. And I told oh him I was going to – I said, you are going to therapy. He said – he started laughing, which, you know, of course, is a button-pushing thing for me, too. When I'm being serious and somebody starts laughing. Uh-oh. And he says, oh, really? You're going to send me to therapy for shooting you with a fake gun? A fake foot gun. <laughs> I think both of y'all need to go to therapy. And I think you button pushers need to. You button pushers anonymous. BPA. I, I, I probably do. <laughs> Rochelle, I'm disappointed. I like her. <laughs> you button pushers oh. gang up on people. <laughs> I don't know. And maybe David's buttons aren't as easy to push. He's not as sensitive as I am. Sometimes I do, and I don't even know it. Sometimes oh, it come is, on Sometimes now. it is known. 
sometimes I do it and I don't even know I do it. But that one thing I definitely know I do and I do it on purpose. I do but. it to everybody and I know I do it. <laughs> and, and oftentimes it's be, it really works to your benefit because it keeps people on their toes. They're like, please don't do anything that he can mm-hmm. use against you. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just keeps them on their P's and Q's. Yeah, we had one lady in our Q&A coaching call in the academy, and she said she couldn't stand it when her stepkid said something. Do you remember <laughs> what it was, David? Uh, uh, was it get, get something? Get, uh, get tore up or? No, I don't know. Get wrecked? I, yeah, that was it. That was it. Get wrecked. <laughs> How did you know that? Because everybody says I'm it. Just- yeah, it's it's something they all say, especially when they're playing those um like Fortnite and stuff. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, she says that she can't stand her. I guess it was her stepkid yeah. saying that. So David said it to her like eight hundred times. Oh my god! <laughs> he said he was trying to desensitize her to it. <laughs> oh my! So wait, were they saying it to her, or are they just saying it? They just say it. Oh, okay. And so it just, you know, one of those things that. Yeah, it's a peeve, a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do know one of David's pet peeves. We talked about this. He does not like it when doors do not open to a full 90 degrees. I do not. Ooh. I do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever come across one like that. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to just break the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even worse is like when you go to the store and you like walking out the door and the and it won't open all the way and so it like it like forces you back <laughs> so you look stupid as oh you're falling through the goodness. door. <laughs> That's because you're pushing on the pull. No, I'm not talking about it, it won't open at all. <laughs> I'm saying it, instead of opening all the way, it opens like to a 45 degree angle, and then like stops and you just kind of face plant into it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I. I don't know. I guess I don't pay attention. Oh, I got an idea. I'm going to go tighten up all those door slamming things. <laughs> go ahead. And I will rip them off the hinges. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Door stoppers? So I'm, I'm yeah. walking to the, so Rochelle, I walk into the bedroom the other night. She's got stuff behind the door and she's like, does it open far enough for you, honey? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> it's like probably at 88 degrees. I know. I had to measure and she, it. And she says that she doesn't push your button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, I was asking because I didn't want to push the button. Kidding. Yeah, I had to get my protractor out. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, I went to open that door today and it bounced back when it hit that thing. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> See there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I need to move it. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start button pushers anonymous. I'm serious. We don't want to be anonymous. We love being known. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you listeners, if you're a button pusher, tell us some of the things that you like pushing people's buttons on. I don't know. Maybe I should start another website, (laughs) buttonpushing.com, with all the ideas of what you can do to push people's buttons. Rochelle, you want to give me some content? Uh, I could. I could do that. What were you thinking is number one. (laughs) Yes. What were you thinking? And... Yeah. I think that would push anybody's buttons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, say, so say it to us the way you say it to him. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not condescending at all. No. 
No. No. Uh-uh. Why don't no. you just stand up and point at him and go, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> David, that's mean. That, that is usually his response, though. I was stupid. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was saying he were saying he told you you were stupid. <laughs> no, no, he calls himself stupid. Poor uh, guy. <laughs> well, I mean, none of us obviously have had all the best relationships, or we wouldn't have been divorced no. at some point. Yeah, you wouldn't be listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rochelle, yeah. what were you thinking? <laughs> you see, no, hey, I don't have any issues with anyone. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you're just online, minding her yeah. own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you were divorced, right? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? I honestly don't know. I don't know what I was thinking there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just tell people I wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I know you it was. So, it feels like a different lifetime away. <laughs> It does. I'm just it? glad. I'm just. I'm glad I don't have anything to remind me of it. I guess I should say. <laughs> oh, that's a good way of saying you're glad you don't have any kids. Yeah. See. See. Yeah. But no, I mean that might be the hardest part for a lot of parents. I think when they hear that, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, it does. You know, it doesn't make you feel great. I'm sure. No. No. I'm going to stop doing that now. No, don't stop. <laughs> Yay, stop. No, I thought you did a great job. You should probably do it again as soon as we get off the podcast. No, we're converting her to be a non-button pusher. I, I think you should record it and then upload it to the Facebook page. <laughs> do not listen to him. Can we can we add in what were you thinking when you put all the garbage on your stepchild's bed and <laughs> no I'm just kidding girl maybe that's what we should do we should start start a campaign <laughs> so every time we see something stupid in the Facebook group you just respond with what were mm-hmm. you thinking hey I like that yeah what's better than what I was coming yep. up with because I was just going to respond with that's stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you no, did I respond to that some stuff in there I'm like. I'm like, wow, what's going on? These yeah. people need help. But yeah. What yeah. are you thinking? Uh, that is, what are you thinking? That is one thing. That's one thing I can say is I've never been hateful toward him. My stepson. I've never, um, <laughs> I've been hateful toward other people. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, in this whole thing, I've never been hateful toward him. I've never been hateful toward his mother. Um, of course not toward husband. But, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Do, that a lot. do you not, do you not think saying, what were you thinking <laughs> is being hateful? That's not I how she says it. Being hateful now. Mm-mm. Well, it's not being loving there, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now he pushes my buttons too. But, but we're not talking about um, him right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell him to call us. We'll have we'll have him on the podcast. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you can't no, have a tip without I, a tag. I don't. I'm I'm more or less talking about all the stuff that I see. Some of, or not all the stuff, but some of the stuff I see in the group where they do things that I'm like, oh, why would you do that to their stepkids? Yeah, and because just, they're uh, they obviously want to get divorced. <laughs> Yes. See? 
Yeah. If that's their goal, then they're on their way. Um, And they obviously didn't read the rules that tell them what Nacho and he is. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's probably the biggest part. I'm like, are these people serious? The other thing, too, is this is why some people go into other groups and say, all this nacho and stuff is about being mean to your stepkids. They, they get oh that perception gosh. from those types of people. And that is far from what it's all about. Yes. I am constantly, um, commenting on stuff like that because I'm like, no, that's not how it is. And I've, I've gotten it down. I used to send you know, paragraphs and comments, but I've gotten it down to, you know, I'm a nacho stepmom and, I have an amazing relationship with my stepson and, and you know, that's what I say now. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you thinking? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she does that great. I know she does. No. <laughs> like we should just clip that out and use it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can rely, reply to people in the Facebook group with that soundbite. Yeah, just exactly. They just click, hit the play button and it's Rochelle going, what were you thinking? Uh-huh. I have to shake my head when I say it. Well, I have a feeling she's shaking hers when she says it too. <laughs> oh, I'll put boy. my hand on my head, but probably even being better. Yes. What do you think? Yes. Oh, it does. That's work. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we could uh, definitely talk all night about some of the stuff that happens in the group. For instance, oh. you know, the one that says, I'm so done with being disrespected. Uh, well, if you disengage, mm-hmm. you remove that opportunity. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was mean, Lori. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, and some of these people have been yeah. in the group for a while. Yep. Yeah. It just, um, I have to, I have to not show the group sometimes. <laughs> yes. I really do. I will scroll through and I'm like, what? I can't, I can't even respond. I just have to, yeah. I just have to scroll on by. I can't handle it. And I know people um, are kidding sometimes. Like when they say, well, my stepkid steals my chocolate candies. And somebody says, we'll swap it out with X-Lax. And I know oh, people, yeah, I know people stop. are kidding sometimes, <laughs> but people that come in the group don't know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never even seen that one, but I, I believe it happened. Girl, just search x lax in the group. You'll find millions of posts about it. <laughs> Lord. One of them even said to put Nair in somebody's shampoo. <gasps> no. Yeah. There's some I mean bet, people I bet in there. Some people are, I bet some people are serious. Yeah. Well, that's, that's crazy. I, I boot them and block them. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have room for ugly. No. Maybe I should add no mm-hmm. button pushers allowed. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, instead of seventy five hundred or seventy six hundred members, we got two. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's it. Oh my goodness! Well, Rochelle, it has been great having you as a guest yes. on our podcast. It really has. And even though you're a button pusher, I still like you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had fun. I'm going to send you some literature on to how to stop pushing buttons, though. No, it is not something well, she wants to cure. Okay, she does. She's feeling bad about it. She does not feel bad Only- about it. She's just telling you that to make you feel better. <laughs> I'll get my positive parenting stuff out here. Yeah, 
listen to Celia Kipler podcast. Yeah, she don't have one about button pushing. No, oh. Nobody has a podcast about button pushing. Or we get ready to. How not to do it because people who do it, are, they don't want to be cured. <laughs> I'm going to find some psychologist, psychiatrist, psychotherapist or something to talk about what's wrong with you people to button push. What's wrong with you people who don't? We're kind. <laughs> oh. We don't want to yeah. be mean. Yeah. You're, you're kind. You're kind of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Rochelle, we will talk to you forever. You know that. So thank you for being a guest. We really appreciate it. You already said that. I know. Thank you. I'm glad you were paying attention, David. <laughs> I'm glad that you're doing well with your stepson. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I know a lot of people do struggle with the stepkids having, um, being autistic or being on the spectrum. And it sounds like you are doing a really good job with that. Oh, yeah. I know I didn't say it earlier. We're at the end now. But um, his mom would never take him to be evaluated. So he really wasn't evaluated until like a year ago. And so this is all kind of new. But we always had a feeling that that's what it was. but ever since he was evaluated, we've been able to do so many things that help him and help him thrive that it's just, he's a totally different child now, whether it's, I mean, I think it has to do with everything, just being here versus the other situation. And then also having so much support, his teachers have known him his whole life, like, well, his whole school career, because he went to the same school for a long time. And now he's back there. Um, and they said that they noticed, um, a huge improvement, um, when he was in kindergarten, first, second, and like most of third grade, he wouldn't even speak in class ever. He was diagnosed as, um, selectively mute, but that's not what it was at all. And now he raises his hand in class and like actually tells what his ideas are if they're doing a group project and stuff like that which is something that never happened before um but now that he he goes to like therapy and stuff for um trying to build like friendships and um kind of become uh what is it like not necessarily outgoing but something just just talking in general and not so shy and so um, anxious and it whatever he's doing in therapy is working and what they have sent home with us to do with him is helping him too and it, it's really awesome to watch I think that's great because you know what you yeah. you and your husband giving him these tools and getting him the help he will grow up and have a much easier life as an adult yes absolutely and you can teach him how to button push <laughs> I'm he's really bullets. good at it already. <laughs> he's good at it already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's the bonding right there. That's what they're bonding around. <laughs> we figured it out. Yep. She's like, go over there. Look, look at your dad and go, what were you thinking, dad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? He does say that sometimes. I bet it's because he hears me say it. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, no. Oh no! See, I I never put the two together. I never thought about it. <laughs> well, that's what this call was all about. <laughs> <laughs> it took us an hour and a half to get you the help you needed. 
now I'm going to reflect on my my choice of words. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Go get in the shower and reflect and then scream for your husband <laughs> across the house. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm going to do. I did it earlier today, too, even. See? I did. I said, hey, I need you to put this on the grocery list. He's like, can you not remember it in five minutes? Nope. 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 It's all in my head right now. Yeah. And by in five minutes, you've had 2,000 more thoughts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you don't yeah. think that much. <laughs> who, who don't? Are you sure what? Whenever you go, never mind. You have eighty to a hundred thousand thoughts a day. I know. You tell me all the time. I don't know how and where you think about really? it so much. I don't think men have that many. Well, let's not go there. We do. Let's, They're just mostly on one topic. Oh no! See, I was trying to be all PG. I know. I know. Lord help us. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll you'll have to come back on the podcast at some point so we can see if you've cured your button pushingism. <laughs> I will definitely do that. I'll come back in a year and see if if it works. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. All right. We'll do it. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Right. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, David. I'm going to trigger your memory one more time. No more triggers. Look, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. How are you expecting to remember what I did weeks ago? I don't know. You remember all kind of other stuff. Yeah. It's weird how my brain decides what it wants to remember. Oh, yeah. I know what your brain decides to remember. Why? Anything and everything I've ever done bad, you decide to remember. That is not true. Lie. It's not true. Oh, my goodness. That's not what I choose to remember. That's what I remember. (laughs) It's not what you choose to remember. It is a proven fact that people tend to remember Things that were not good. Okay. That's why we have to focus on the good and find the good things to remember. Okay. Then you should have plenty. I give you all, all kind of good stuff every day. I need help learning to meditate. Somebody <laughs> out there, <laughs> please hear my cries. I thought you was in there meditating. Oh, you taking a nap. Yeah. I thought you was meditating. Was I sitting up with my hands together? <laughs> I think that's how you would meditate, though, as you'd lay down. <laughs> I'm going to look at the ceiling for a minute and close my eyes and meditate. I don't know. Anyway. Because you'd be complaining, this hurts my butt. I can't do this. David. Oh, my, my leg's got a cramp. I can't sit like that. <laughs> Am I supposed to go, hmm? <laughs> oh, I can't deal with that music playing. <laughs> I can hear you now. You would go nuts. Oh. I hear music playing. Do you hear music playing? My mind doesn't stop enough for me to meditate, (laughs) which, you know, I have learned that meditating is not always letting your mind just go blank. (laughs) Well, then you have a chance. Uh, Yeah, I have a chance. So I'm going to work on that. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to see it. That's that's how I view your meditation going. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for the support. I know you well enough to know. You don't know nothing. I've been stuck in this house with you for how long? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not stuck in the house with David. I'm safe at home with David. You have, Send help. Send help. <laughs> you would have to be in a padded room with nothing around you to maybe possibly do meditation. Otherwise, you're going to be like. No, because if it was a padded room, I'd try to bounce off the walls. No, because you I'm telling you, anything, you'd be like, I gotta find the pattern 
in the floor. Okay. Look. I've got, oh gosh, look, there's a, there's a piece of paint that's got some mark on it. I've got to fix that. Oh, look, there's 4,853 pieces of popcorn ceiling stuff. Just stop, stop. Quit picking on my personality. No, I'm just saying you can't have any squirrels, like no windows, no doors. No, you have to have a completely blank room or you will find something to distract you from meditating. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. I know. But, um, but I'm looking forward to watching you meditate. <laughs> <laughs> so you really don't remember this podcast. That's I okay. vaguely remember the conversation. Oh, see, see. But, but it's been a while. Well, I've known Rochelle for quite a while through the group, and I think very highly of her. And I'm so glad that Nachoing helped her to have a relationship with her stepkid. Mm-hmm. Me too. I wish she wasn't a button pusher. I but, love button pushers. But I'm going to work on that with her. No, leave that alone. That is no, not a flaw. David. Look, I bet you right now, as we are recording this, Rochelle is at home. Saying, looking at her and husband she, and going, what were you thinking? Exactly. Like everything he does. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? It's all how you say it. You don't go, what were you thinking? Mm-mm. You go, what were you thinking? But, you know, think about it. If we ask anybody, what were you thinking? When it comes to any relationship they had prior to the one they were in, we're going to get defensive. Like, look, don't call me an idiot. I know I was. <laughs> to say what were you thinking is to insinuate you weren't thinking. <laughs> right. It's not one of those things where it goes, hmm, what were you thinking? You know, it's not inquisitive. It's, it's accusatory. <laughs> exactly. Funny. Yeah. Funny how things are. So, But I know Rochelle's at home right now. And she's pushing those buttons, and she's enjoying herself. So don't try to change people like that. But I want to help her. Button pushing is not something people need help from. Her husband needs help no. to, for her to stop button pushing. No, look, I button push. I don't need I help. know. I know, but it keeps you on your toes. Okay, on my toes slash about to enter a mental hospital, about the same. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> but the point is, it makes you appreciate things in life different. Oh, my gosh. See, that's starting to push my buttons. <laughs> well, as we learned in the opener, everything's pushing your buttons nowadays. That's not true. It's not? Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Because it seems like when you bring something up and I say, well, you know, I know what you can do to help yourself, and then you just go off. I ain't went off on you lately. You just go cray-cray. I do not. You know what? I can tell when you're mad, though. You haven't been mad lately. I haven't? No. No. Nope. I've been annoyed. Yep. I know the difference. I can tell by the reaction. Yeah. Mad means that you'll run around the house and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and you haven't been mad in a while. <laughs> I can look around and tell. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think it's funny that me and you and Jackson are here all day, for the most part. And yet, how long have we been doing this quarantine thing or stay-at-home thing? I don't know. I lost track of time. Like two weeks or so? Mm-hmm. And you did the dishes finally. Thank you, David. I shouldn't have to. Button pushing. Button pushing. <laughs> button pushing alert. Um. Yeah, so. Yeah, but if we really, really, really want to get down to it, uh-huh. we could identify... 
where all the dishes are coming from. And we would learn that they're not coming from David. Oh, you don't eat? I do eat, but I don't go through and dirty up as many dishes as you and or Jackson by yourself. Same thing with laundry. <laughs> Bullcrap. Same thing with laundry. Like, I don't understand why you have to use three towels. Two. Every time you take a shower. Dude, and, it ain't my fault you're losing your hair. And and you have to use a different towel every single day. Excuse me. Different two towels every single day. Okay. So do the math. At the end of the week, I have used probably two two towels. You have used 14. So. You nasty. Same thing. That means you nasty. No, I don't mean I'm nasty. I'm taking a clean body, drying it off with a clean towel, and I'm hanging it up to dry. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why I can't use it for two or three days. That's nasty. No, it's not nasty. It's nasty. And when it comes to the dishes, you pull out dish after dish after dish after dish. You will even put potato chips in a dish. What am I supposed to put them in? You don't put them in nothing. Put them yeah, in you a- eat them out of the bag with your nasty hands that you use the same towel to dry your hands with for a week. You can do yeah. that. No. You can put them on a paper towel. But then you the can, grease leaks through. You can and put them on a paper a plate. But no, you want to put them in a bowl. Where it has to be washed. And then you want to use this. I use the same cup all day long. I rinse the cup out. Use the same cup all day I've long. I've got to join the Nacho Kids Academy and start the Change Your Stinking Thinking Challenge. Because I've got some stinking thinking right now about my husband over here. He just needs to hush. David, the stop. same <laughs> cup. No, excuse me. You use four or five different cups a day. Bull crap. I drink out of a water bottle. Okay. So then you are the one that has a coffee cup that you will leave sitting on the table or the counter. And the cup that you drink out of at supper will still be sitting there the next morning. Oh, and then let's not forget the hot chocolate cup. Yeah. That you don't even rinse out. And so I have to let the hot water run through it to get the marshmallow stuff out. No, you just put it in the dishwasher. Oh, and then you will empty your coffee's nasty grounds in the sink and not rinse them out. Yeah, I do rinse them out. No, you don't. Oh, it must be because all your other stuff's in the sink, and I can't get them rinsed out. Oh, gosh. We're going to have to re-record this. <laughs> We're going to have to start over. So, anyway, my point being. My point being. I wish y'all could see my face. My, my point being, yeah. you're, you're glad that I cleaned up 90% of your mess. That's the point. <sighs> People can't hear you shaking your hand. <laughs> uh, anyway. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one, zero. We hope y'all have a great day. All right. So all of that was brought to you by Rochelle. Yes. I was showing you the button pushing in action. She's like going, yes. Awesome. Rochelle, you better not be celebrating him pushing my buttons, girl. Uh, I did all that just to say. Button pushing. Rochelle, you and I, eye to eye. You see, you can't see me right now. I got two fingers pointing at my eyes, and then I'm pointing them at your eyes. My eyes, your eyes. My eyes, your eyes. My eyes, your eyes. That's right. We there, girl. <laughs> Lord help. Please. All right. Anything else you want to add? No, David. I'm good. I'm good. I, we're going to stop this recording, and I'm getting ready to go eat some potato chips in a bowl. Oh, see? And then you'll be like, won't you wash dishes? No, okay. I won't. All right, good. All right, folks, that's our show for today. So uh, let's see what happens here when I say, join us next week when you hear Lori say, I hate button pushers. (laughs) Peace out, y'all. See you next Friday. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. 
Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.